This is Rob Scott, and you're listening to Fundamental Shift. Hi, everybody. Today's talk is called You Don't Have to Fix It, and it's basically going to be about when we have the tendency to sort of be morally correct as we're doing some of this uh, growth and learning about ourselves, we'll often see, you know, wisdom kind of comes with some of these things and an understanding about how to make things go easier for people and all that. And we'll start to have lots of opinions about other people's behaviors and choices in life. And that's a great thing because we can help a lot of people with some of that and if you know maybe I should talk a little bit more about how wisdom comes and all that but from you know from a mind that's trying to open up to new ideas and to be self-aware and to all that as that consciously evolves as that moves you start to see other people stuck in small problems and you'll see that you know their ego is really big or whatever and so that's a wise place to come from and you can give great advice and in a lot of ways you may become more of a counselor to friends and people like that as these things sort of evolve. But one thing that we tend to do is we start to get or have a tendency to get on a morally correct path and the harder you stick to that, the more you get lost from that wisdom. And so today's talk is really about uh, just being aware that you don't have to fix it. It's really nice to give opinions and help out uh, friends and all that, but getting too stuck to like, mm, here's how you have to be, you know, friend, family member, person I know, the best choice would be this, and here's why. Um, you start to become aloof, and you very quickly sort of switch over into uh, an attached state of mind, and today, that's uh, what we're going to discuss. So the attached state of mind is one that actually references maybe the first podcast in this, which is the talk on beliefs and um, taking, you know, truth and then breaking it out into an opinion where we're aware that it's just our point of view and then getting more attached to it as if it's a belief and the error of treating an opinion as a fact or as a truth. So as we're doing, um, as we're with a friend who has a problem and we see an answer you know all you have to do is drop that or bring it back to your breath or whatever whatever the answer might be for that person we start to tell people sometimes you know you should apologize for that it would be it would be nice if you apologize for that and wouldn't you feel better if you were to uh, apologize for your behavior last evening um, as we're doing that what's really going on is we're getting attached to the right way to be and the right way to be is the other side of the wrong way to be. And as soon as we start feeling those kind of tendencies, we know that we're caught in a dualistic type mindset. Instead of an open, accepting mindset, we've gotten into the treadmill of good and bad, um, a striving for a better uh, now than the one that's here. And that's the wrong kind of mind and even even if it's arguably right even if it's um you know let's say there's an opinion about not having war i don't know who would argue that war is a really bad thing but the protesters that spend way too much time hmm i got to be careful here the protesters that that spend a lot of time um loudly arguing against war haven't 
sat in acceptance of the situation in a deep enough state, in my opinion, watch me go here in this talk, um, as we get really attached to what the right behavior is, we are in a smaller mind. If we can be quiet and notice how war makes us feel, notice how someone else's behavior makes us feel, that's staying in a connected state of mind. And that's really where the right words will come out. We'll still give our opinions at times about war, and we'll still give our opinions about other people's behavior, but not from a place of attachment, not from a place of right. Um, because when we do that, we're probably actually wrong. And I don't mean to just play with words, but as we get attached to one side of an argument, we're not as right as we could be as coming from the, I don't really know if this is good or bad place. Um, that's a much more open mindset. And I want to do a sort of side disclaimer as I'm talking here. Some of these talks tend to depend on other talks, and that's just the nature of this. I'm building language, and I'm, I'm you know, building the way that I tend to talk about these things. And some of these talks, uh, my podcasts redefine words or, or reframe them for the way I'm going to use them. And I apologize. I am trying to make all these talks as tight and concise for themselves as I can. I just was listening back uh, to try and find some ideas um, out of an old talk, and I realized that um, by itself that talk wouldn't have really worked that well. So forgive me that, that these are um, leaning on other shows, but uh, that's going to happen from time to time. So this is really a place where New Agers, and I'm, I'm throwing quotes in the air when I say that, you know, people who are New Agey, um, really get it wrong, in my opinion. It's not about getting to the right beliefs. It's not about morally growing. You know, Nietzsche had, uh, I think, beyond morality. And that was really advanced thinking, um, certainly for the time and, and still. it's We aren't trying to get to the right answers. We are trying to get away from the concept of right and wrong. And it's about seeing all of your beliefs, not getting to the right beliefs. It it may not be right to it may be right to not want war but the fight for that idea as we fight for the idea to not have war that fight is a new war that fight is a new conflict and that is a really subtle point i think it may be obvious to some but i it's it's really funny that we have to start noticing that when we get attached we are beginning a fight we are um starting a conflict and it may not be a war fight it may not be throwing punches fight but it's a conflict and it's a disconnect with the people that we're around and uh, at times ourselves in our own minds um, the idea of being right or fixing the situation breaks down as soon as we get too attached to it so we need to begin watching that we may have opinions about other people how they should live or eat or behave um, you know, I eat with some of my family, and part of my own growth here has been to, I eat a lot better than I used to, and it's not out of a place of effort, it's really out of a place of, that's now my preference. Um, I eat <clears throat> much more chicken and fish than heavy red meat, uh, and I love heavy red meat, but just for some reason, uh, in, in being a little bit more in touch with what my body's doing and what uh, what my mind is doing... I don't feel as good eating uh, in different ways, so I'm not slamming meat at all. But as I go eat with some family members who are much more, what I would say, disconnected around what they eat, and they don't eat as uh, healthily, I tend to eat whole foods anymore. I eat 
vegetables and things like that. And they might eat crackers and cakes and, you know, all the, all the stuff that's in all the diet books, you know, the trans fats and the, you know, uh, all the, all the really unhealthy artery clogging things. If I get too attached and start saying, you have to eat like this, or this would be so much better, or you could lose all this weight if, the more attached I get to that, the more I am um, not helping. <laughs> and as much as I think I'm going to be helping out by giving all those wonderful opinions about how to be and how to eat, even if it may shave, you know, uh, 10 years off a of life, it's still important that I stay in the moment. It's still the most important thing that I bring presence to that situation and watch how it affects me, watch my opinions come up, and not keep them secret per se. Um, Joel Goldsmith talked about keeping things secret and keeping your spirituality, and this is what we're talking about. I mean, this is a spiritual practice of you know watching your own mind. Um, Keeping, keeping it secret was really important to him, and I'm not saying that that's wrong and I'm not saying it's right. What I am saying is is that be careful with what your soapbox is. Be careful that you don't get up on a soapbox. Um, I think that's really important. So the show today, again, is called You Don't Have to Fix It, and that fits on the other side of the scale as well. If we've been talking where we've made the assumption that we're morally correct or we're on the right side. It's also very freeing to know that um, I happen to have a history of having a Mr. Perfect inside where I grew up and felt very self-conscious and didn't want to um, ever be wrong. And so often I would not put myself out there in a lot of ways. I wouldn't, um, you know, maybe play sports unless I played them very well. Um, I didn't want to do public speaking because I didn't want to fail in front of people. And being on the wrong side, making errors and doing that kind of stuff, you don't have to fix that either. And that is a very uh, freeing way to sort of approach life and the world. The standard that we hold ourselves to, to be correct and to be right, uh, can be softened. And so I don't mean to do it in the last minute of the show, but I wanted to say that um, the attachment to either side of a situation being, you know, being correct or actually actually just being wrong is really okay. And when you're wrong, you don't always have to fix that either. Um, this talk was going to be a lot longer. I was going to go into actually not having to fix things that break either to see how attachment to items can be dropped. Um, the concept of you don't have to fix it goes across many layers and many different ideas. And I fear I might have just confused the whole idea, but you know what? I'm going to leave it because even if that's a wrong thing to do, that's going to be okay, and that's my lesson for today. Uh, I'm going to leave you with a song today. I went out and found um, a band called Voltage, and the album is called Building the Bass Castle Volume 1. Uh, the song is actually, I think, called O1. It's just number one. It's their number one song on the album. Um, and check it out in just a minute. Today's show, we talked about... You don't have to fix it, and primarily talking about how to deal with other people around that. I hope it was helpful. The website is backtobreath.com. Check it out when you get a chance. Thanks so much for listening in. This is Rob Scott asking you to be kind to yourself and everybody else. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.